1-800-926-1675. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day Wednesday, uh, Ash Wednesday for Catholics who are uh, practicing their faith. Uh, Ash is I think today. it's for all Christians, not just Catholics. Well, Donald, I have never seen a Baptist with ashes on it. It's still Ash Wednesday, though. I understand that. <laughs> but a lot of people don't celebrate it. Their choice, sad to say. Anyway, elsewhere, the big news, I guess, in our area is high school basketball. As New Arbery High Yellow Jackets given the number one seed, I think historic, first time ever in the history of the school. And they've had some good teams, I'm telling you, over the years, uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, and also back in the mid-80s with some tremendous teams uh, that reached the state uh, semifinals uh, both times. Just never could uh, get that big win uh, over uh, back then. Of all people, uh, New Arbor High took on Holy Cross back in, uh, I want to say it was 1974. And they went down to uh, Holy Cross, and Holy Cross ended up defeating them. But it would have been hard for anybody to beat uh, <laughs> uh, Brother Martin that year as the big, uh, talented Rick Roby went on to the University of Kentucky, won a national championship. They ended up winning the state championship that year. And then in the mid-'80s, uh, with uh, Marcus Hamilton and that crowd, uh, David Dominique, uh, they ended up getting beat uh, later on during the year. And then the fine teams with uh, Chris Manuel, who is now an assistant coach at Catholic High, those teams in the early uh, 90s had some excellent basketball players and some athletes on those teams. So uh, remember them facing Lester Earl and Glen Oaks over in Nish Gym back in uh, the early 90s. Uh, Nish beat uh, Lester Earl that uh, afternoon or evening, I should say. And uh, But Nish now, Jeff, Coach uh, Porcho. Number one ranked team, uh, of course, they drew a bye. And uh, not having the brackets in front of me, I'm trying to think who they play the winner of. East Ascension Airline. And uh, that game should be played here in New Iberia. In fact, the first two rounds more than likely will be in town. And, well, it would be the second and third rounds. And but. They haven't given us a, a date yet when they're going to play that. Uh, no, they, they need to know who they're playing before they set a date. Okay, and all, but those games should be played in New Iberia, those first two games in the bracket. Is that, that correct? The second and third in the bracket. You know, remember, Nish has got a first round oh, bye. Correct. And uh, they'll uh, play uh, the winner of that, that game we just mentioned, East Ascension, I believe you said. Hosting airline. Airline from uh, Shreveport. So uh, we'll see how uh, that breaks out. Meanwhile, Catholic High uh, drew a number 10 seed. Uh, they'll be taking on uh, 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 Thomas Jefferson. I'm pretty sure that school's out of New Orleans. It's, uh, uh, I guess, a select school out of New Orleans. I think all the schools in New Orleans are select schools. In the meantime, so uh, and if uh, the Panthers beat uh, the uh, Thomas Jefferson team, they'll move on to uh, action against uh, a team, St. Charles Catholic, who has a bye. Uh, I think they're the number seven seed. Panthers are 10. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, if my math is correct, should be oh, uh, pretty close seed, but 15. No, got to be a little higher than that. Uh, can't be 17. I'm trying to recall. Uh, with Thomas Jefferson, uh, it's a ranking. twenty fourteen bracket, so fifteen maybe. Yeah, that's probably about right. Uh, anyway, uh, Panthers don't know when that game has been scheduled for yet. I know they have to have it played by a certain date, uh, since I don't have the brackets in front of me by Friday. So uh, hopefully we'll have uh, that action on here at uh, 
Monsignor John Dish Jim where the Panthers uh, take on uh, Thomas Jefferson out of New Orleans. Elsewhere, uh, Lorville. Uh, also made the uh, state playoffs. They come in uh, in the non-select with a number 20 ranking. Uh, not sure who their opponent will be, uh, Jeff, in that regard. Uh, should be the, and it's a 20, that is a 2014, a 2018 bracket. The uh, division, uh, uh, I want to say they're in division four. Or, no, it might be in division three. Lorville is uh, division three. They're going to be at Caldwell Parish. Okay, that's up in North Louisiana. Not Whenever sure. that game gets Patterson. Okay, and uh, with that also uh, in our area with the boys, Generette takes home a number 27 uh, ranking in the non-select, and uh, they should be a Division uh, Four game. Uh, and who will they go up against? And they're uh, at Lakeview. Lakeview. So uh, some big games for our local teams. Don't know if – any of our other – I don't think uh, Westgate made the uh, playoffs and uh, other local teams, not sure about Delcom and uh, who no, else? I didn't see Delcom. Highland Baptist and the uh, select in Division Four. Um, I, I'm trying – I know the – boy, we'll get on to the girls in a moment here as the Highland Baptist girls have made the semifinals again, I think, for – Maybe the last four years, uh, played for a state championship three years ago, uh, and now in a semifinal uh, game uh, sometime this week. It would be a quarterfinal. Quarterfinal, not semifinal. Highland will host Hamilton Christian tomorrow at 6. And I'm at, I get confused sometimes. I don't know if Hamilton Christian is another school out of the Homer area or if that's a Lake Charles school. I haven't... Uh, I think that's Lake Charles. Yeah, uh, Hamilton Christian. So, uh, anyway, the uh, the Highland Baptist girls are playing big-time basketball right now, and uh, they, uh, have, as you mentioned, that quarterfinal game against Hamilton Christian. So, uh, hopefully... The, uh, the two met uh, earlier this year. Hamilton Christian beat Highland 49-44 to 44 at Highland, at Hamilton. Okay, and... Uh, that game uh, scheduled, and that game is scheduled for, I know they moved into the uh, quarterfinal round with a big win, but uh, Hamilton Christian, they'll be in Lake Charles, I'm sure. Do they go by no, the no, higher seed? No, no, Highland Baptist. We'll host the game? Okay. To have yeah, an six o'clock tomorrow, okay. as I said. All right. Anyway, with that, so uh, high school basketball here in the area, speaking of college basketball, the LSU Tigers, you know, they've lost, uh, I believe, 14 in a row. They host Vandy uh, tonight. Vandy's a two-and-a-half-point pick um, in that game. So, hopefully, the Tigers can find a way to uh, get a win. They've lost 14 in a row. Vanderbilt comes in 15-12. and 12. That, that game is going to be on the SEC Network tonight at 6 o'clock. It will be played at the PMAC. So, um, Vanderbilt, two-and-a-half-point pick, 100 and, uh 41 and half uh, for the over and under. Tigers come in averaging, you know, even with the losses, they're averaging uh, 71 points a game. Vanderbilt 71-2. Uh, with that comes turnovers. LSU's only averaging 12 a game, which is not really bad, uh, while Vanderbilt's averaging uh, right at uh, 10.3. Uh, it's the shooting that's where LSU uh, finds some problems here, but they shoot better than Vanderbilt right now. Uh, they're at 45-4, Vanderbilt at 41-7. On the three-point shot, Vanderbilt is at uh, 33%, LSU 36.1. And three 
free throws. Vanderbilt's at 71-4. LSU at 69-5. And with that, so uh, Vanderbilt, uh, LSU tonight, SEC Network, 6 o'clock. Uh, if you wish to watch and see if the Tigers can get that uh, uh, bear off their back and try to win uh, a game uh, in the SEC, I think they're uh, – uh, no, they had they beat Arkansas earlier in the year. Who was ranked ninth at the time? Tigers in the SEC uh, right now have one win. I think uh, at least twelve or thirteen losses. So uh, we'll see what takes place there. On the other side, uh, uh, number one Houston takes on Tulane tonight over at Hawthorne's, uh, the Ferretta Center over in Houston. That game's going to be on ESPNU. Uh, the Cougars, number one in the country, come in at. Uh, uh, I want to say they're 25 and two, two lane 17 and seven. Uh, the Cougars are hefty, uh, two touchdown picks. They're a 14 point pick over the wave tonight uh, over in Houston. As I mentioned, that game eight o'clock on ESPNU. And uh, Jeff, kind of uh, in uh, a game played finally back at Michigan State uh, with the tragedy they had last week with the three students being uh, taken down, murdered. Um, uh, they uh, had a big game. They had a whiteout at uh, Michigan State, taking on number 17, Indiana. And, and uh, things hold up as Michigan State uh, knocks off the Indiana Hoosiers, 80-65. to 65. Number 17, a big game, emotional game back at, uh, at Michigan State after the tragedy of the three students uh, being uh, taken, uh, murdered uh, uh, that particular last week. So, uh Anyway, Coach Izzo. In, in as much as that was uh, a big event, uh, I will say I think it was Saturday or Sunday they played uh, at Michigan on the road, and um, Michigan was showing so much love for Michigan State, which is pretty rare, <laughs> which is I, I'm, I, I used to be very tight with folks uh, at Michigan State, or I'm still tight with this one ex-coach sure uh, but um he's no longer at michigan state he's uh, at uh, uh the bulls uh, in okay. florida tampa bay yeah south florida area. Yeah. yeah south florida yeah but anyway um so yeah i know there's no love lost between those two schools and athletics but what i saw saturday was pretty impressive by the michigan fans yeah that's uh it, yeah we just hate to see things like that take place anywhere rather less comp uh campuses at colleges so uh, I was looking for that that, that particular game Jeff uh, and uh, was that Saturday or Sunday it was Saturday and it um, it was a loss for Michigan State okay all right but uh, like you said uh, for for Michigan to show Michigan State any love uh, that's quite unusual as you mentioned and uh, with that uh, because of the tragedy that took place on the Michigan State campus uh, with three students um, everything comes to pass, and it's amazing how uh, people rally around with unfortunate incidents as uh, that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the world does go on, and uh, college basketball, we're just a couple of weeks away from uh, the, picking the uh, for the tournament, the national seeds, uh, with that uh, with Bracket Sunday. I guess that's going to be after most, if not all, the tournaments take place. Seems like there's one tournament that will take place. Then you have the, I don't know, I'm not a fan of the play-in games. No, uh, you know, insane. And uh, with that, so um, in the meantime, uh, over the weekend, the NBA had their all-star game as the uh, Yenis 
beat LeBaron by a score of 184 to 170. This is not overtime, folks. This is uh, – I mean, do they even play defense in these games? Apparently they just, not. You know, uh, just go ahead, put it up, and we'll get the rebound and head the other way. 184 to 175. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, and I don't think that's – That's the, almost three buckets a minute. That's right. And, and, I and maybe even more because I was thinking a 60-minute game. But that's uh, probably about four buckets a minute. And uh, in the meantime, that's, I mean, uh, that's not the highest scoring NBA All-Star game ever. I think you got to go back a few years, and I think 195 to 188 or something of that nature uh, with the All-Star game. So I, I guess they just line the five guys about, uh, what, maybe uh, 20 feet from each other and just – Toss it uh, one way and toss it back the other way, and someone makes a layup, maybe an interchange in that regard. But um, and, and still in a game that uncompetitive, Giannis got hurt. That's hurt right. A, a wrist, I'm not sure what his status is right now. Well, right now the x-rays prove negative from what I understand. It's going to take uh, just some time uh, for that to get the soreness out. But uh he uh, he had a pretty good fall underneath the basket, so uh, we'll see how he's going to do. And uh, one of the prominent players in the NBA uh, over the past few years, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll check and see. I think it's I mean, one thing; it's not his shooting hand; it's his on his left wrist. So uh, we'll see how uh, that plays out with with him. But uh, in the meantime, uh, wow! Just uh, over the weekend, uh, that Saturday game. Uh, um, I mean, the first quarter score was 46-46. The halftime score was uh, 90, 99-92, to 92, halftime. And uh, the most points scored in any quarter was in the third quarter by Yenis's team. They scored 59 points in the, in the third quarter. Most teams scored 59 points in a half. Anyway, uh, Jason Tatum uh, led the uh, winning team. He had 55 points. He was 22 out of 31. I'm, sure, I'm surprised he's not 30 out of 31 from the floor and one out of two from the free throw line while leading uh, Team LeBron is Jalen Brown with 35 points. He was 16 out of 27. Didn't attempt a free throw. Uh, Tatum led his team in rebounds also. Uh, he had 10 while Jalen Brown had 14 uh, so both leading scorers and were also led in rebounds. So uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, had 10 assists, two turnovers. Kyrie Irving, 15 assists and three turnovers as the All-Star game uh, uh, gets going the second half of the season You know, with the team. So, uh, of course, uh, in the Eastern Division, the Celtics still lead uh, Philadelphia by three games. They're 42 and 17. They're 7 and 3 in their last 10. In the Central, Milwaukee, uh, leads that division. They're right behind uh, Boston for the number one seed. Milwaukee's 41 and 17. They're on a 12-game winning streak. They're 10 and 0. Uh, meanwhile, in the southeast of the Eastern Division, Miami leads that uh, three-game lead. 30. They have 32 and 27 their record. Meanwhile, over in the Western Division, uh, in the Southwest Division, Memphis is leading that by five and a half games over Dallas. The Pelicans uh, at 30 and 29. They're six back. They're four and six in their last uh, 10 games. Meanwhile, uh, in the Northwest Division in the uh, Western uh, Conference, it's Denver with a 41 and 18 record, uh, followed by Minnesota, who's 11 back in the Pacific Division. Sacramento, of all people, have a 32 and 25 record. They lead that uh, division right now. With uh, as I said, they're 32 and 25. They lead by one game over the Clippers and one and a half over Phoenix. 
while Golden State's three and a half back. The Lakers are six back, but uh, they've got 82 games to be played. The Lakers at right at uh, 59 games, so we're talking about they have 23 games left, six back. Who knows uh, how that turns out. The Pelicans, meanwhile, are six back. And they're 30 and 29 also, so they're also at the 59. So they've got 23 games to make up six against Memphis, who's playing quite well right now. So uh, NBA basketball, and uh, of course, uh, the games don't begin again till uh, tomorrow, I do believe, where New Orleans, uh, the Pelicans will be at Toronto to take on uh, the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors are 28 and 31. A lot of. Um, a lot of these teams are pretty close within each other. It makes for a great action in the NBA. So hopefully, and of course, as we mentioned last week, as uh, Zion Williamson re-injured his hamstring, uh, that I don't have a clue when he might be able to return. They said a few weeks, but what they have left in the season, maybe uh, five to six weeks. That's about it. So uh, not sure where Zion uh, will be uh, uh, available to play for the Pelicans. So in the meantime... Uh, Pelicans uh, uh, try to hang on and stay near a playoff area as uh, they're right in there. Let me see with regards to uh, the conference uh, that the uh, conference standings. They're, they're number seven right now, so they're in the play-in round Correct. at this point. Yeah, uh, number six is where you don't have a play-in round. You just get into the playoffs. But uh, And I'm trying to remember how that formula went. It seems like seven and eight have to win a game. Yeah, they um, have to be beaten twice. Correct. And uh, the ten, nine and 10th uh, rated teams in the conferences have to win two games if uh, for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, so if it finishes like this, uh, the Pelicans would play the Thunder, and the Thunder would have to beat the Pels twice. But if the Pels won that first game, they're in. They're in, correct. All right. And the same for eight versus nine, Timberwolves, Warriors. But, again, all that can change. There's so much time left. Yeah, 23 games, a lot can happen. I mean, we've seen the Pelicans go on an eight-game winning streak, and we've seen them lose uh, 10 in a row. So, uh, to get Zion Williamson back would be uh, very handy. And, of course, Mark Ingram's playing pretty well right now. So, uh, And as I mentioned, um, the Pelicans head to Toronto to take on the Raptors tonight at uh, 6.30. And, of course, that game uh, – uh, we'll be on uh, the Valley Sports Network. Um, if they're still on the air. Yeah, that's right. We mentioned that last week, too. Uh, but, they, the, of course, Major League Baseball said they'd cover it up. I hadn't heard anything from the NBA with regards to uh, if Valley goes down. They're, they're probably comfortable that they'll finish the season before things hit the fan. Yeah. But, um, anyway. If, if they do. And, yeah. And again, I'm not rooting against them, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, pretty pretty accurate in that regard. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, of course, college basketball's uh, going. Uh, of course, I mentioned Houston uh, and Tulane tonight, number one Houston. Also, LSU trying to end that horrible losing streak of 14 games as they face Vandy tonight at the PMAC. And uh, elsewhere, some uh, basketball, as I mentioned, about the game between Indiana, ranked 17th, uh, Michigan State beating them. Coach Izzo, a uh, pretty emotional game uh, for the students and uh, people at the uh, arena last uh, yesterday in um, in Michigan and uh, East Lansing. Meanwhile, in college basketball, number 25 A&M beats uh, number 11 Tennessee in the SEC, 68-63. to And also I had a score uh, with regard. Baylor got beat by Kansas State. So uh, some turnover uh, in, the, uh, in college basketball. 
And um, like I said, uh, bracketology uh, takes place in about two to three weeks as they start picking the top. Of course, you got all these prognosticators uh, picking who would be the number one seeds and all. LSU ladies, uh, they should be a number one seed. Uh, a lot of people are projecting a two seed. Yeah, I see that too. But I, I just think that if they go deep into the tournament, uh, the SEC tournament, uh, who knows uh, uh, if they play South Carolina again. Um, maybe that – and they won't be playing in South Carolina. They'll be playing that where in Atlanta, I do believe. Or I'm trying to remember if it's uh, Birmingham. I know the men maybe. always play in uh, Atlanta, but yeah. I'm not sure about the ladies. Uh, but LSU number two, uh, still winning. Uh, I think they play again. I don't think they play tonight. But uh, the LSU women, uh, only one loss on the year. And uh, yeah, they're going to be playing in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. Well, that's not too far from Columbia, so uh, we'll see how that take pl- takes place. Also, the UL men uh, still trying to uh, fight through it. Uh, at one time, they were flying high, uh, but they've come down a little bit, uh, got, getting beat by uh, Troy along with Texas State, uh, trying to see uh, when they may play again. They might be playing Thursday uh tomorrow and just checking uh, that that schedule uh for the ul men the raging cajuns uh see louisiana tech uh yeah don't see the cajuns so maybe them i don't think they play today would they after are, are you talking about basketball yes or? yes uh, it should pop up here anyway uh their next game would be against arkansas state tonight Okay, seven thirty. They are up at ESPN uh, Plus. Oh, good. Anyway, uh, that's it for right now. We need to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a Big Ash Wednesday, uh, uh, February twenty second. We'll be back with more right after this. Landry has been traveling around District forty nine, talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked. How can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. 
purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports uh, here on Big Ash Wednesday here, February the 22nd. Uh, well, the Saints got off to a pretty good start with uh, restructuring a lot of c- contracts here. Notably, they got off to that solid start in that regard, and they just converted $10 million of Eric McCoy's 2023 compensation into a signing bonus, meaning they now have $8 million more in cap space, according to uh, uh, NFL Insider. And with that, uh, the Saints will be very aggressive in the market for a new starting quarterback. So every penny will count uh, in that regard. So they are also reporting the in the running for Derek Carr is now a free agent. And after his release from the Raiders, uh, making a run at Aaron Rodgers seems unlikely at this point. But uh, who knows? Uh, they could still pursue either veterans Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. And, of course, there's also Jameis Winston, who was Andy Dalton's backup last season. But it doesn't seem like uh, uh, head coach Dennis Allen trusts uh, him as a guy going forward. So, whatever the case, the Saints have no shortage of options, including trading up to land a quarterback in the draft. So, adding more cap space will be the key for their offseason aspirations. Uh, Anyway, so uh, the Saints, um, Derek Carr. Derek Carr took in another uh, visit, another team, I do believe. I think it was the Jets that he went to visit uh, over the weekend, maybe, or last week, uh, end of last week. So uh, Derek, uh, Derek Carr still maybe in the Saints, uh, uh, I want to say Saints, uh, I guess, you uh, all uh, for that uh, to uh, – Saints to pursue, but Saints need a quarterback. Will they? I'm still hearing Baker Mayfield might be the option for the Saints. Whether or not you fans like that or not, uh, that's something what I'm hearing. Uh, as he is also a free agent, uh, played the last did pretty decent job with the Rams. Uh, had no offensive line uh, to play with in that regard. So uh, we'll see how uh, all that's going to come due. And uh, of course, uh, Lamar Jackson. They had some reports him uh, did – I can't even remember if the Ravens cut him, uh, trying to re-sign him or let him go, Jeff. Uh, have you heard anything uh, with regard to Lamar Jackson in that regard? Just that uh, some folks uh, think he will go ahead and test free agency. Okay, and uh, they've got uh, a lot of quarterbacks out there looking uh, for some uh, contracts. So, uh, anyway, in the meantime uh, – you know, the Saints have a lot more salary caps uh, to uh, be addressing. Uh, so I'm even hearing uh, some of our older veterans might uh, not necessarily be cut, but uh, might be traded. And, uh, I'm, you know, Cam Jordan comes to mind when I think of uh, older Saints veterans. He's been with the Saints a good 10 years or so. He's 34 years old. Do the Saints want to continue uh, with him, uh, you know, that's a, another nice big uh, salary chunk that they could take down. Uh, this is strictly room. I have no uh, no foreseeable what's going to take place and all, but uh, they've got to address that. They were $55 million or so above the salary cap trying to make any kind of room they can. So uh, that's going to be uh, a big problem, I think, for the Saints. But Mickey Lomas, uh, he's the mathematician for the Saints, and uh, we'll see what takes place uh, with that. So... Anyway, also this past weekend, uh, college baseball uh, is heating it up, uh, Jeff, and uh, our local teams. Uh, LSU started out, uh, they beat Western Michigan uh, three times, and they took on Southern yesterday, and uh, 
hammered Southern's pitching pretty well. I think they won 18 to four. While the Cajuns and after um, and was it 18 or yeah, it was 18 to four. They were down four to nothing. That's right. That's that right. Game. And you were wondering why do they struggle against Southern? Then all of a sudden, they, boom, they didn't. Yeah, and they, they, one of the kids they brought in was it White, the White kid. Uh, I'm trying to think of his first name. Uh, led the, I want to see led the nation in home runs last year at North Carolina State. Yeah, I think he was injured over the weekend uh, against Western Michigan, and they're not sure about uh, his uh, when he might be able to come back. Uh, so uh, with that, he's one of the big bats in the Tiger lineup uh, for them, and uh, but LSU didn't have any trouble. With uh, in the meantime, with uh, the Western Michigan, uh, just uh, like I said, hammered uh, Southern eighteen to four, and uh, the young man, I believe, uh, White did go down with the injury, not knowing what type of injury he had, but a big bat in the Tiger lineup. So, uh, also Trey Morgan, uh, big game, yeah, he hits uh, hits for the cycle, first time in thirteen years an LSU player hits for the cycle, and uh, over Southern, so. Uh, Trey Morgan, of course, the first baseman for the LSU Tigers uh, in that regard. Uh, LSU. I think um, he did it in order. Did he uh, with the homer, triple, double, uh, single, or the single, single and, double? A single in the second, a double in the third, triple in the fifth, home run in the sixth. No, that's uh, hey, pretty good. Uh, that's And that's highly unusual that they hit the cycle in, in order. It's done occasionally, but very rarely, too. In Major League Baseball, it's apparently only been uh, done 14 times. Uh, again, in, in recorded order. history. Yeah, in, in, in order. order. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that is historic. Uh, Eight RBIs for him too. Yeah, and I want to say Trey, he's from a New Orleans kid too. Trey Morgan. I uh, can't remember what high school he went to, but uh, Tigers um, probably off. I don't know if they play today or if they're off today. Uh, they're off today. They play tomorrow. And uh, then the UL plays today. Yeah, UL uh, went up to Houston and uh, won two out of three from Rice. Rice came back in the third game. Uh, Cajuns beat them uh, the Friday night and Saturday and then lost the Sunday match uh, as uh, Rice, I think, uh, ended up scoring late and beating the Cajuns like 13-8, to 13-9, something there, 12-8, 12-9. But the Cajuns uh, 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 don't have that in front of me. When do they uh, play again, Jeff? Do tonight. They, tonight against? Um, I want to sure. say BYU. Really? Coming to Lafayette to Cajun Maybe field? that's the weekend. Okay. Uh, anyway, the Cajuns get off to a good start, uh, beating uh, a Rice team that's down a little bit right now, but still a good baseball team. As they recruit. It is BYU tonight. And okay. They play a three-game series uh, tonight, tomorrow, and again on Friday. Against BYU? Yeah, all against oh, BYU. Wow. That's unusual to have uh, maybe uh, due to the uh, – uh, Linton season beginning, and uh, I think I don't think USL's out of classes right now. Uh, they might have been off Monday and Tuesday, and possibly oh, today. School, yeah, school's off all week. Uh, public schools, yeah. So don't know if the colleges are. They might. Uh, they have spring breaks uh, and winter breaks, and we never had that when I was in college. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, Cajun's playing pretty well. Tulane headed out to the coast to take on uh, Cal Irvine and uh, get beaten all three games. Get shot out. The pitching was good, but they just they they couldn't uh, hit the ball. I think uh, the they might have had ten hits in the three games they played out there. The Anteaters beat them three nothing in the first game. I believe uh, they beat them eleven to four in the second game, and then uh, one nothing in the third game. So. Uh, 
they'll take on, of all people, Cal State Fullerton tonight. Wish them the best. And, of course, uh, Coach Yeoman brings those kids out there uh, for the West Coast to get away from Mardi Gras. So a lot of partying for those 19- to 21-year, 22-year-olds. And, and just to correct myself, four-game series against BYU, they'll play through Saturday. Okay, and BYU probably heading back to uh, Utah after that. Elsewhere, the UL uh, Lady Cajuns uh, played this weekend and uh, won a couple games, but also uh, I think Florida State ended up beating them, uh, was it yesterday or maybe Monday? Uh, And uh, the Lady Cajuns in softball always have a really great team. And if you want to go see exciting baseball, softball, that is, uh, the UL Lady Cajuns also draw a nice crowd too. Not sure what LSU did, the Lady Softball uh, Tigers, not sure what they did this past weekend, uh, but uh, lately they've had a pretty good team in that regard. Elsewhere in other news in baseball, too, uh, spring training is underway, and that normally is a joyful time of the year. So a uh, bit cloudy for 19 players who went through uh, Major League Baseball's annual tradition. That's arbitration. And the state of play this year's arbitration window concluded last week, and six of the 19 players who fought for a higher salary won their case. That's a .316 winning percentage, was the player's lowest in a normal season since 2012, though it's not as if the winning players necessarily feel great about what they had to endure either. How it works, every offseason players with uh, between three and six years of Major League service are eligible for arbitration, a process wherein teams and players each present a salary number for the upcoming season and then argue in front of a panel of arbitrators. Arbitration can be avoided. Just 33 of the 200-plus arbitration-eligible players this year passed last month's deadline without inking a contract. 14 of those 33 settled before having go to go into arbitration, but the 19 players who had uh, arbitration hearings were forced to engage in uncomfortable uh, dance of not only arguing why they uh, should be paid more, but also listening to their teams argue why they should be paid. That's tough, man. Uh, when you uh, between arbitrators years ago, it was just you and the coach. Today, it's an agent uh, management, I guess, and. Uh, and now, uh, well, with arbitration, so uh, uh, it's it's quite interesting how that takes place. So the big picture, while the mechanics of arbitration offer yield, uncomfortable outcomes, the players' union has no interest in doing away with it. Salary arbitration is right uh, of generations of players that fought and defended a union spokesman. Anyway, and the fact the union tried negotiating players to reach arbitration sooner during last year's lockout while the league proposed replacing it with a merit-based algorithm, ultimately it remained unchanged. The bottom line, baseball is a game, but Major League Baseball is a business, and that perhaps never more apparent than doing arbitration. So uh, anyway, uh, Jeff, um, interesting uh, Thoughts here on arbitration. Uh, I know uh, the Cubs go through it. The Cards go through it. The uh, Yankees, uh, it's just part of the state of play. And uh, I think it was uh, I mentioned in the article, it was uh, the players came away with the worst results they've had in many years. And uh, anyway, uh, a lot of money being uh, thrown around, too, for baseball, too. And, it's uh, insane. Yeah, it really is. And you wonder if it ever get better. Anyway, uh, we're going to take our next break. We've got uh, some more interesting uh, things coming up with an Alabama and an LSU football player having some uh, problems. 
Uh, in the meantime, so uh, we'll come back uh, with Bayou Sports here on this Big Ash Wednesday and more. Uh, you're listening to Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Larry Miller from your locally owned and operated McDonald's. We've added some sweet treats to the menu, and they're available all day long. We're introducing three new items, cinnamon rolls, apple fritters, and blueberry muffins. Pair them with a cup of fresh hot coffee, maybe a mocha frappe, or even one of our espresso drinks, and you are good to go. McDonald's and Bakery, I'm loving it. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kang Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on this Big Ash Wednesday, February the 22nd. Alabama star freshman Brandon Miller allegedly provided the gun that was used to kill a woman last month in Tuscaloosa. A police investigator testified on Tuesday, the latest uh, during Tuesday's preliminary hearing. The investigator testified that Miller brought the uh, gun to the scene at the request of his now former teammate, Darius Miles, not the former NBA uh, vet. But Miles and Michael Davis uh, were arrested and charged on January 15th with the murder of Jermaine Jonna Harris. Uh, she was 23. Uh, Miles was removed from the team after his arrest. Both have said they were acting in self-defense. Uh, meanwhile, Miller, a projected top five NBA draft pick, has not been charged with anything. When asked why, Tuscaloosa Chief Deputy District Attorney Paula Whitley told uh, that uh, there's nothing we could charge him with according to the law. What they're saying, Alabama head coach Nate Oates apparently knew about Miller's involvement long before the hearing. We knew about that, Oates said at his regularly scheduled press conference on Tuesday, adding that the program has been fully cooperating with the law enforcement at the entire time. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, Oates added. Wrong spot, wrong time. Later on Tuesday, Oates walked back his unfortunate remarks from earlier in the day, apologizing for his statement that came across poorly. In no way did I intend to downplay the seriousness of this situation or the tragedy of that night, Oates said. My prayers continue to go out to Miss Harris and family. Uh, the big picture, any fallout from the tide pales in comparison to 
Harris's tragic death, but if Miller is ultimately forced to miss any time amid the investigation, it could upend what has been so far number two ranked Alabama's best season to date. Elsewhere with that, uh, Alabama wide receiver arrested on Tuesday morning as uh, LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors has been arrested on a weapons charge in New Orleans. On Tuesday morning around 2 a.m., Neighbors was booked into the Orleans Parish Jail on a charge of illegally carrying a weapon. Neighbors was released late Tuesday morning. According to records, he was not required to post a bond. LSU has not interested, uh, issued a statement on Neighbors' arrest, and there are no further details about his arrest at this time. Neighbors, of course, one of college football's top returning pass catchers after a dominant season with the Tigers in 2022. He finished with 72 catches for 1,017 yards and three scores. Neighbors finished his last three or four games this season with 100-plus yards receiving, posting an astounding 163 yards and one touchdown in LSU's big bowl win of 63-7, to uh, takedown of Purdue. Uh, elsewhere, the Tigers won the SEC West going 6-2 and two and 10-4 and overall, and with the return of uh, Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer quarterback, uh, neighbors has two solid options to get him the ball heading to his junior campaign. So uh, uh, basically the officers saw, saw him walking around and had an L shape in his pants pocket and he had the weapon there and uh, they questioned him on it and that's when he was arrested on the spot. So hopefully uh, nothing comes of this, but uh, carrying a, a, a weapon concealed uh, is, is a big issue, Jeff and Malik neighbors, uh, don't know what Coach Rick Kelly, LSU, hadn't issued a statement yet. Of course, this all took place uh, this morning and uh, yesterday. So uh, Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Tuesday uh, morning he was released, uh, uh, late Tuesday morning. So interesting in that regard and sees uh, what's going to take place. So uh, hopefully uh, it all comes out uh, well for the young man out of uh, out of Youngsville, I do believe, is where he, uh, he played. So uh, – Anyway, uh, we'll see what uh, that looks like. Elsewhere, the Saints have met extensively with the Tennessee quarterback, Hendon Hooker. I don't know if uh, fans are aware of that. The Saints are one of several teams that have met extensively with the Tennessee Volunteers quarterback, uh, projected to be a second or third round pick in the 2023 draft. Hooker set college football world on fire last uh, season ball. Uh, following up his breakout 2021 year with 31 touchdown passes, three interceptions for completion percentage to 68%, and with his even greater efficiency in 2022, 27 touchdown passes, two interceptions, and a 70% completion rate. He averaged 9.7 and also 9.5 yards per pass attempt in each year as a starter, adding 1,046 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns along the way. But, of course, mid-November, a knee entry uh, Cut uh, his Heisman Trophy campaign short, and now Hooker is continuing to recover while expecting to participate in training camp come uh, July. Fowler adds that the Las Vegas Raiders, Panthers, along with the Giants, Cowboys, among other teams, has spent time with Hooker. It's easy to see why. He's a fascinating prospect with a live arm, consistent accuracy, and ample experience uh, regarding uh, and uh, reading every defensive uh, college team could throw at him between his injury at the age uh he turned i didn't realize this jeff he was 25 years old in january and the limitations of the offense he played in or there are a lot of questions about his prospects in the nfl he won't enjoy the same wide open spacing they worked at tennessee 
those possible downsides of drawing teams' attention just as strongly as these upsides in the scouting report. Of course, the Saints have a history of bringing former balls to the, balls to the NFL. Their wide receivers, Cody Burns, held the same position on the Tennessee staff before being hired away. They drafted uh, Alvin Kamara, Alante Taylor out of the Rocky Top while signing multiple undrafted free agents, Shai Tuttle, Marquez Calloway, Ethan Wolfe. Their ties with the program are well established, so uh, Saints have a connection there. Eventually, every team will have uh, met with virtually every prospect. So, uh, uh, Hooker be interesting to see. Of course, he was injured uh, in uh, what in mid-November in that game, and then Tennessee. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say fell apart, but uh, ended up getting beat pretty bad by South Carolina, like 63 to 38 or something of that nature. Of course, uh, Hooker didn't play defense, but uh, Tennessee, uh, after he went down, uh, had some rough times as uh, uh, that Georgia-Tennessee game and uh, pretty much in the rain and the mud as uh, Georgia defeated Tennessee, I think, 27 to 13 of somewhere in that vicinity. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Mr. Hooker and see what the Saints prospects are with him in that regard and also uh, uh sean payton uh i think he's still taking uh, coaches away from the saints uh as payton became the when he became the new head coach uh, this past february his latest move came on monday nick underhill who was covering the new orleans saints uh, for the new orleans football network reported that former Saints strength and conditioning coach dan dalrymple will join payton staff in denver dalrymple had been uh, the Saints strength and conditioning coach almost two decades so it's clear he had Peyton's trust for a 59 year old to lure him away of course Peyton signed a five-year deal with the Broncos uh, in early February after officially being introduced as his replacement uh, with the head coach Nathaniel Hackett Peyton parted ways with several of Hackett's staff including linebacker coach Pete Hansen outside linebacker coach Burt Watts tight end coach Jake Marlin and assistant offensive line coach Ben Steele so uh, safe to say that Dalrymple uh, has what Peyton wants in his new contract. So, uh, Sean Peyton still stealing St. Coaches, uh, Jeff. So, uh, not sure if uh, he would um, be uh, stealing anymore. I mean, he's just about taking anything he wants from the St. staff. And uh, also I heard uh, recently that uh, – um, another longtime signal caller who fans could see in the broadcast booth could be Matt Ryan. Matty Ice, uh, as reported by one of the uh, New York papers, wrote that the Indianapolis coach quarterback is very interested in joining the television team. Uh, following the conclusion of his playing career, Ryan who spent the first 14 seasons of his, of his career with the Falcons, struggled uh, last year in his first year with the coach. He threw basically 13 interceptions compared to 14 touchdowns, was benched. By, uh, by both uh, Sam Englinger and uh, Nick Foles at the various points in the season. And uh, Ryan, he was the MVP of the league uh, six years ago in 2015 or seven years ago, recently indicated he would like to continue playing, uh, saying he feels good. He has a lot of good football left. However, it remains to be seen how interested NFL teams will be in playing for his playing services. Colts are expected to cut Ryan rather than pay him the $29.2 million. Mm. He's set to make in 2023, and the market for Ryan could determine whether or not he appears on fans' television as a player or analyst next fall. Regardless, don't be surprised if uh, calling uh, him calling games at some point in the relatively near future. Of course, Tom Brady uh, is uh, headed to the NFL booth, but not, not this year, I don't believe, but next year. With his $375 million 10-year deal, uh, he'll be making more as a broadcaster 
in 10 years than he did as a player in 22, 23 years. Amazing. Hard to believe. Yeah, just amazing. I mean, where does it stop? Uh, just uh, just uh, it keeps on going uh, in that regard. Uh, elsewhere in any, uh, let's see if we have any other uh, uh, football or baseball news. Of course, uh, basically the, the new poll, I think, come out in D1 baseball. We talked a little bit about that. LSU, Stanford, and Tennessee uh, lead the D1 standings in baseball, the top 25 right now. So, uh, of course, the Tigers had a big win, uh, big wins over Western Michigan and over Southern. Uh, uh, number one, of course, LSU, Stanford at two, Tennessee, Ole Miss, A&M, they got one, two, the first five, they got four SEC schools. LSU, Tennessee is three, Ole Miss is four, and uh, number five is Texas A&M. Uh, Florida comes in at number seven, TCU eighth. Of course, I skipped over uh, Wake Forest is at six. Uh, elsewhere, Arkansas is number nine, Vanderbilt number ten. So out of your top ten teams in collegiate baseball you have one two three four five six seven uh seven sec teams make up the top 10 in the ncaa baseball first poll coming out so far this year after games being played east carolina is at 11 north carolina uh, maryland 13th virginia tech 14th oklahoma state louisville ucla southern miss is at 18 virginia alabama there's another sec school north carolina state miami along with South Carolina and still another one, Texas Tech and Oregon. So, uh, and that's on D1 baseball right now, which is pretty much the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, what I usually uh, follow most of the times. Elsewhere, uh, this happened yesterday. The poll was taken Monday, I'm sure, maybe late Sunday. But uh, Lamar beat t- number five Texas A&M uh, in college baseball uh, yesterday uh, or le- yesterday evening. So, uh Baseball uh, is here to stay uh, till uh, they play the World Series sometime towards the end of June uh, this year. So uh, in the meantime, um, college baseball, the Cajuns uh, have opened up the year. Uh, they're two and one. I, I can't recall if they played. I'm sure they didn't play yesterday for Mardi Gras. No, uh, they didn't. And uh, in that. So uh, baseball is here and we'll be talking a lot about it uh, in the next few weeks, too, along with uh, college football spring training. I think uh uh, people are lining up that. So I think the Cajuns open up spring training, I believe, today. Uh, and trying to find that. But I believe the uh, Cajuns uh, and Coach uh, Mike Desimo will have their uh, practice starting today. Uh, of course, you wonder if there are many hangovers for the Cajun team after uh, Mardi Gras and all its festivities in Lafayette from uh, Friday to uh, Tuesday. Meanwhile, it's time to take another break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, uh, February the 22nd. As I mentioned, the Cajuns uh, starting up spring training, but that won't take place for a couple uh, couple weeks as the Cajuns uh, under Coach uh, Michael Decimo and his staff will officially start the process of putting uh, that uh, disappointing season of 2022 behind them. Uh, Cajuns who ended last season with a tough loss to U of H, uh, the Cougars, in the Independence Bowl. They finished 6-7, and seven, and uh, they'll kick off uh, spring practice. Uh, I was a little jumping the gun there, March 7th. But uh, in the first of 15 allotted uh, sessions before UL holds its annual Vermillion and White game at Cajun Field, that'll be April 6th at 7.30. There are a few holes to fill for the uh, Coach Desimo and his staff, mostly on the defensive side as uh, spring provides the staff first steps to evaluation process. Of course, uh, the uh, Louisiana uh, filled its last uh, 23 open date against the University of Buffalo as they'll play a home-and-home games in that uh, uh, of course, for the second, second straight season, UL quarterback situation will have all eyes on Chandler Fields, who won the job during the preseason practice last year over Ben Woolridge, who won't be available. Of course, he rec- he's recovering from an ACL injury he suffered. Sophomore uh, Zion Chris uh, saw a significant playing time against Houston in the bowl game, and uh, he possesses uh, great athletic ability. Of course, the Cajuns uh, are basically looking for uh, running backs, too, again this year as Draylen Washington showed a lot of uh, improvement. Wide receivers Peter LeBlanc and Lance Legendre, uh, Travon Smith are all fine players. Tight end Neil Johnson, uh, basically the defensive line. Of course, Zion uh, Hill-Green has moved on, and uh, former Catholic High uh, star has played out his eligibility, and he'll be moving on. I think he's entering the NFL uh, uh uh, for the draft, so hopefully he uh, can get drafted by someone and make his appearance known. Of course, defensive halfbacks, Trey Amos, another Catholic High product, along with uh, Courtline Flowers and Tyrone Lewis Jr., so uh, another big area. Uh, Almondares, the kicker, uh, showed pretty good promise along with Thomas Leo, so the Cajuns uh, cranking up uh, for, for the spring, and I know talking to Coach uh, uh, Matt Desmore, Catholic High, said his brother was pretty pleased with the recruits they brought in, got in on some uh, last kids in the uh, final signing day, February 1st, and uh, we're excited about landing the outstanding quarterback from Letcher High School who threw and ran, I think, for 70 touchdowns uh, this past uh, high school season. So quite uh, uh, excited about his presence on the Cajuns. I don't think he'll be enrolling until August or maybe 
June when some of the uh, high school players show up for spring, or I should say summer, in that regard. So in the meantime, uh, pretty interesting uh, as the Cajuns trying to throw off that six and seven season when they've been highly successful the last three or four years. Anyway, Jeff, before uh, maybe today in sports history, any other uh, uh, something I might have missed in the sports headlines? And just, um, you know, talking about Derek Carr and uh, the quarterback search for the Saints, uh, Jets uh, apparently told Derek Carr he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he wins in New York, and that's a pretty big if. But uh, the Jets are making a big push for him, and the Aaron Rodgers rumors uh, don't know where he may go if he leaves. Uh, apparently, Jordan Love wants to be traded if Aaron Rodgers stays. Yeah, that's and, understandable. Yeah. It's almost like they're going to need a transfer portal in the NFL, <laughs> you know. But with that, you know, if Rodgers heads to New York, the Jets should have enough room to sign him, too, I'd say, with uh, the cap space. Uh, not sure about uh, who else was he mentioned. Of course, Las Vegas probably also an opportunity. I think those are the only two places he'd go. Yeah, you're quite right, too. Uh, and with regards to Derek Carr, who knows? Uh, Carr Frank Reich a, in uh, Carolina now, he mentioned that Derek Carr is in their sights, too. Yeah, and, and, and you're going to have other – Jimmy. what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo? Did the 49ers keep all three quarterbacks? Uh, I don't, I don't you know, see it. I don't either. So uh, he could be out there, but the negative on Garoppolo is – I mean, Garoppolo is unrestricted free agent, right? And he's always injured, too. Yeah, he has you know, been. You know, it seems like every year he's going right along and then Crank uh, has an in, some sort of injury. So anyway, uh, with that, today in sports history here on Big Ash Wednesday, February the 22nd, believe it or not, in 1860, organized baseball was played in San Francisco for the first time between the Eagles and the Red Rovers. I have no clue who the Eagles or the Red Rovers are. I guess pro teams out there in the West Coast. Also in 1888, the father of American golf, John Reed, first demonstrates golf on a Yonkers cow pasture to friends. Wow. 1893, the first Iron Bowl as Auburn beats Alabama, 32-22, of course, February, uh, February football. Unbelievable. 1957, Walter O'Malley, uh, he's the Dodgers owner, says the Dodgers will play 10 exhibition games in California in 1958. Of course, uh, they left uh, the Brooklyn in 50, the end of 57 season. Elsewhere in 1959, inaugural Daytona 500, Lee Petty and Johnny Beauchamp uh, crossed the line side by side. Beauchamp uh, declared the official winner ruling overturned after three days by NASCAR founder Bill France Sr. Elsewhere in 1962, the Big Dipper, Will Chamberlain, set an NBA record with 34 free throw attempts and converted only 19 of them. Of course, you remember Chamberlain had the old underhand scoop free throw along with Rick Barry. Elsewhere in 1967, uh, the slingshot goal by uh, and six-foot wide border around the field or standard in the NFL, of course. Uh, the goalposts used to be on the goal line, too. They moved those back, I think, in the 71 season. Uh, wide receivers used to use the goalposts <laughs> as a defender to pick off cornerbacks uh, and safeties. Uh, elsewhere on this date, uh, probably the biggest hockey match that most Americans ever remember. That's the miracle on ice. Uh, the team beats heavily favored Soviet Union 4-3 at Lake Placid. And one of the biggest upsets in Olympic history. The Americans, you know, had to win, beat Finland to go on to win yeah, the gold. They weren't promised to go after they beat the Russians. They had to beat a pretty good Finland team and got behind again and came back to win the match to win the gold medal. 
Anyway, uh, I can still hear Al Michaels with his call, and they play that all the time, too. Birthdays today, man. Baseball's uh, ironic character. Charlie O celebrates a birthday today. Of course, he owned the uh, Kansas City A's and the Oakland A's. He also owned the National Hockey League's California Golden Seals. Born in Birmingham, Alabama. Of course, Charlie, uh, Charlie O passed away in 1996. Elsewhere on this date, they're born on this date, Sparky Anderson. Uh, who passed away in 2010, the Hall of Fame manager, won two World Series, first manager, I believe, to win one in each league. He won one with the Tigers uh, uh, in 84 and then with the Reds in 76 and 75, for that matter. Also born on this date, 1943, the Van Arsdale, Dick and Tom Van Arsdale, NBA brothers with uh, the Knicks, uh, of course, uh, uh, Dick was with the Knicks, Suns, and uh, Tom was with the Pistons, Kings, and 76ers. They were born in Indianapolis, Indiana. Also uh, born on this day in 1950, Dr. J, Hall of Fame forward, known uh, for his antics on the floor with uh, dunks and uh, fabulous shots, born in East Meadow, New York. Uh, deaths on this day in 2007, uh, Dennis Johnson, basketball player with the Supersonic Suns and Celtics, and who could forget Johnny Most announcing uh, as uh, Bird steals the ball and gives it to DJ for the layup. Uh, one of the great all-time calls in uh, NBA history. Anyway, the quotes on this day, I'm going to go back to Alan Michaels and his ironic quote, do you believe in miracles? Yes, as the United States uh, beat Russia in the uh, 1980 uh, Olympic Games uh, for the uh, v- virtual to play for the gold medal. They had to beat Finland to win that gold medal. So uh, today in sports history, February the 22nd, Jeff, pretty much uh, that's it to what I have for uh, Bayou Sports. Real good. Once again, big thanks to Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep district number 49, LA Classic Roofing, the Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.